Someone else has already said it best. This is the best, the best of it. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. 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 Hello, 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 and welcome to Best of the Best Podcast, our review of 2020, <laughs> opening up with a song that could, the only song that could justify and signify what 2020 yeah, actually meant. That's actually, I can't believe that, that all with my mouth. <laughs> yes, it's Connor Keys here, alongside me as always, Mr. Ronan Mullen. Hello. And uh, we are into the new year, so we thought we would... The year could be any year, depending on when you're listening, but uh, we thought... We yeah, but we're going to title it the best yes, of 2020. So. Yeah, so you better get into it. Uh, but you could listen to that any time you listen to it, and this could be 2027 when you're listening uh-huh. to this. And uh, me and me and Mr. Mullen both died. Long ago. Thelman in the Great War. <laughs> Drove off. I was going with Terminator there, and you went straight to fucking... <laughs> the feminists. Drove into the lover's retreat. Um, <laughs> you mean fell in? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we're here with our uh, best of the best review. Um, very little to review. No, it's a bar um, and wasteland out there at the minute. It was a bit, uh, a bit light on the old releases and uh, especially in the film uh, industry. Mm. But we'll 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 motor on, as they say, uh, in Fentanyl. <laughs> so <laughs> before we go on, though, uh-huh. at the tail end of 2020, a lot of films came out. Yes, and there was a very controversial decision. By Warner Brothers to release yeah. all of their new slate of so starting with Wonder Woman right the whole way through the uh-huh. end of the year, be that the new Matrix or Dune or yeah, whatever. Kind of big, big they're things. all going to be streaming mm-hmm. on HBO simultaneously. You'll see it in the cinema first, and then within a few hours, it'll be on yeah. a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Big fucking move that like that's that's the game changer. I would say the death of cinema, really. <laughs> I would I would agree. Um, for the fucking 80 buck you spend in the cinema yeah um most some cinemas not all cinemas um you know that subscription's 9.89 in america yeah so <laughs> weigh that up and uh, and repeat viewing and 50 inch tvs at home and sound systems and 4ks rival, yeah. and all that sort of stuff yeah so no, i hate to see it because cinema's good crack i i, I do enjoy it but again it's, it's you know there are the downsides of, of cinema as well. there are there's talking people and noises and we went to see the infinity war no, Endgame, me mm-hmm. and my wife. Rare to go to the cinema, and when we did, we were like, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. The whole three hours or whatever, right beside us. <laughs> Dawes made it touch. No. <laughs> the whole <laughs> oh, show. No way. The whole show. I thought you were going to say some fat guy was snoring. No, man, that, that was, was me. <laughs> that was you. So, uh, but my point of all this is, the first film to sort of get... It's, you know, premiere in this way uh-huh. from this deal was Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. We watched it uh-huh. on Boxing Night. What do you think? Easily, without a shadow of a doubt, the biggest heap of shite I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> no sense in any way. What, you didn't get the whole how Chris Payne returned? There's been accusations on Twitter that she actually raped Chris Payne <laughs> because he's not the man he's she thinks he is. Uh-huh. It's a different man. A different man, yeah. Not to spoil it for anyone, we haven't really. You, you have to figure out how this well, man gets trip. to this. He's in the trailer, so you're going to figure you know. out he's there, so yeah. But in terms of absolute nonsense, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything quite like it. It is bad. So I would not in any way, shape, or form have been really happy it's been my fucking no. 20, 30, 40 pounds to have seen that. <laughs> Imagine if you had a went, yeah, and spent uh, uh, quite a lot to go and figure out then that uh, all she wanted was Chris Payne back. And oh, Chris, my God. And Kristen, Kristen Wiig was good in it, but again, it just got a wee bit... The, everybody, everybody was heightened but yeah. for no reason whatsoever. It looked amazing. Oh, great. He's a great director, but yeah. somewhere along the line, it ran away from them, and they couldn't pull it back. 
No, that was so bad. <laughs> it was almost like they did it as a dare against someone. Like someone says, a bitch can't make a film like that. And they went, yeah. we, we'll even make a Wonder Woman film. They're like, fuck <laughs> off. No way. And they did it. And the person was like, you probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I watched it because I actually enjoyed the first one. That's why. I, yeah. I, hand to God, I genuinely enjoyed the first one. I thought it was really good. And it's good. the only reason I I was really looking forward to, for the stream to be available and yeah. to go on it. No. no, no. Do you think they got to a point and they looked at all their big like sequels, remakes, reboots that you talked about there and went, "Oh, these are shit." Mm. <laughs> We're gonna have to put them out. I don't know, but I think in a bigger scheme of things, I think cinema's taken an awful hit, as we know, locally this yeah. year. So, um, well, one of the films I wanted to talk about actually today was the. Did you see Palm Springs? No, it was an amazing film, and. It wasn't that expensive to me. Andy Sandberg, isn't it? It's, it's sort of the one that sort oh, of yes, alludes okay. to Groundhog yes, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but it was fantastic, and it was actually bought at Sundance after it was made mm-hmm. for seventeen and a half million dollars and sixty nine cents, <laughs> because that would beat the highest ever paid for a film at Sundance by sixty nine cents. <laughs> so and, and they were right because it was Hulu's, I think, most downloaded film or most streamed film right of the year. Okay, yeah. No, well, and off, that's yeah? how you did it, right? Yeah, and then you. But seen how much did Wonder Woman cost? It would have been a, a lot of effects, like a Jesus lot of a lot of time. And it was, Mind it was hard going. It took me two oh, nights to watch it. I, yeah. I, I can't believe I went back to it, but I had to go back to see how again how farcical they were going to get and, and finishing it all off. Like the bit where, where Chris Pine turns up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I still, I'm still at a loss as to where. That had written in the script, somebody went, that sounds all right. Yeah, sounds good. That's all right. That's what you wanted, yeah. So the, the, sort of the premise of the whole thing is they're, they're after a stone that can grant anybody um, one wish, whatever mm. wish it may be. But and it takes something away from you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's shit. Oh, man. So the first best of the best is the probably worst. the worst of the, <laughs> the worst. worst. And, uh, yeah, we shouldn't, uh, we would not advise you to go and watch it. No, don't dwell on that one for too long. Uh, hopefully the Matrix and Dune uh, aren't the same issues, but mm, smells a lot of shit. You were bound heads, uh, you uh, film. You know, it's, it's good for, as South Park would call it, remember berries. <laughs> where you're going oh, remember that from the original yeah. but that's all you're just nostalgia loads of wee nods like, and stuff yeah because yeah, Jane Silent Bob reboot came out as well which and was, that's all it was it, it was nearly take for take the yep. same film again <laughs> it was just oh have you been watching Except that Cobra Kai older guys no oh Jesus Aye. don't even bother <laughs> I watched the first Holy couple fuck. of episodes in the first season it never it never lets up from that oh is that right it's even omitted major, major moments, so a whole season can be dedicated to those moments in an hour and a half film from the eighties. <laughs> Give over, man! I mean, yeah. yet, yet I still watched it. Yeah, I still, still watched every bit of it. Going, this is shit. That's you've too much fucking time on your hands. Yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of time, mm. uh, Bob Dylan released a seventeen-minute-long <laughs> homage yep. to John F. Kennedy's assassination. Yeah. I think <laughs> before I'm a this before announcing that it was going to be on an album. Yes, then just, it just seemed like he released a song. He just, dropped a fresh song. Just dropped a track, um, fresh on everybody's lap in the middle of uh, April. I think it was. Ah, it was early, and March. it just was a picture of JFK, and it just had "Murder Most Foul" in front of it. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be Mira, want you, Bob?" <laughs> and uh, Keezy's remember berries went into fucking hyperdrive. <laughs> 17 minutes long and I have to say it's it's well it's it's spoken word let's let's uh, call it what it is it's not a it's not a song he's not singing in that sense um even though it is Dylan's style it's still a spoken word thing mm-hmm. but um yeah quite revealing and quite uh I would go as far as to say controversial at points mm. some of the things he says um a lot of as Dylan does a lot of Symbology and a lot of fucking mm-hmm. underlying messages and stuff, but yeah, just randomly just appeared, and then as you say, became part of a wider album. And they weren't a well, what what a first single to release. Off I know a seventeen minute seventeen minute spoken word like yeah, JFK a- allegory with which includes many many theories that have been posted in books and oh yeah, none of them no non research none of them, they're all properly 
this was what happened that day. This is what we know. Yeah. And um, he threw them all <laughs> into the song. He, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play a wee bit of it here because um, until you can, uh, until you hear it, it just yeah. doesn't really make any sense. No. And even then. Shut down like a dog in broad daylight. It was a matter of time and in the time and was right. You got unpaid debts. We've come to collect. We're gonna kill you with hatred without any respect. We'll mock you and shock you, and we'll put it in your face. We've already got someone here to take your place. <laughs> he didn't really uh, hold back on that one. No, he, he let he let everybody uh, know. Uh, but yeah, we'll not go into that level of stuff. <laughs> but the no. album, actually, the rest of it wasn't that. Not that that's great either. It, it's it was great in the sense that timing, context, and just the absurdity of a seventeen-minute song appearing out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody universally acclaimed as well. Yeah, it, yeah this wasn't like he released one. Everybody went bob mm-hmm. bob at a bit of time. No, a, people were going fuck. This is actually. I think this was his. This album's called Rough and Rowdy Ways, but this was his first. Proper album in like eight years or something. Yeah, it's been a while since the studio. He did a few contemporary pop albums and stuff that were covers and all that type of thing. But it's a really, really good album. Uh, Yeah, it's worked out well, and it. um, Some of the other tunes on it, as I say, it it was kind of kind of weird to go back to three and a half minute songs. (laughs) The seventeen minutes was done. Um, But yeah, it's it's great, and I mean the list of songs that he then lists at the end of this track. It's, it's a fucking cracking uh, mm-hmm. playlist. Yep. So if you go on to Spotify, somebody obviously has the playlist. Has done it. Mm-hmm. So every song he mentions, then they put it into a playlist, and it's a fucking belter. Absolute mm-hmm. belter. Uh, so yes, Bob Dylan coming in with an album, uh, and we were very delighted. And I still was brilliant. Don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> no, uh, but on this album, uh, a young lady called Fiona Apple mm-hmm. does backing vocals. Oh yes, that's right. Yes. Uh huh. No, Fiona Apple. Obviously, is this Fiona Apple from the nineties? Fiona Apple. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is her. She released. That's not her full title, by the way. Fiona Apple from the nineties, but (laughs) she released an album this year as well called "Fetch the Bolt Cutters." It's her fifth album Uh um, since the mid nineties, so she takes a bit of time. Um, But on the sound scan and the Metacritic sort of reviews, Uh Bob Dylan's album's number number two. Right. This album's number one. Okay, right. So it's been very, very highly regarded and well-received and has been nominated for numerous things. But she recorded it all herself. Right. Brought in outside musicians and then over lockdown sort of sort of pieced it all together. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of raw because in some tracks you can hear like creaks the chairs in the background and <laughs> right, okay. her dog barking outside. Made it. And it sort of adds to it in a way that you don't really expect from like she's she's a proper professional musician who's worked yeah. with some composers and etc to get her albums correct in the past so for her to just go you know what fuck i'm just gonna do it myself you're sort of hi mm. so have you got a wee tune there Shamika said I had potential. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could uh, we could definitely live with that. Yep, that's a bit of apple there. Mm-hmm. Like very that. very very good album. Uh, I when you first suggested, I did give you that look of going, "What? Ronnie's honor." What's her offer? Uh, you're off it, <laughs> and uh, no, um, yeah, delightfully su- surprised with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intro to that, um, that piano's class. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's a she's a fucking classically trained pianist since she was like fourteen. Right, I remember. I can't remember her big song. There was a she, criminal. 
Oh, there was one. Remember that the Mark Romanek directed the video and all. It was highly controversial because she was like seventeen, but it was her in her underwear and all the lights going past uh, her and all. And yes, then she went on the MTV Music Awards and made this big "The World Is Bullshit" speech, and everybody was yes. like, "Oh my god." Get away from us, right. teenager. But she was actually 100% correct. Yeah, she was bang on. She walked away from the whole industry and just did her own stuff. Well, fair play to her. Um, and it's obviously paying off. With that. Yeah. Number one uh, in regards to the critic acclaim, which yeah. is obviously... Um, Massive. Huge for them, for any artist to get that. Um, I mean, other music uh, there, there's, we're going to get on to... Because we've said already, we're quite light on the film end of things. Mm. I don't think anything was released... Cinema wise, post March was it? Or was it April? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a few, but none of like cinema. You know, no, nothing, no, 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 wait, wait, no, no. Most of the major ones were streaming. Then. Yeah, they're all streaming. Yeah. yeah, so there was nothing cinema wise. So we have no real big movies in that sense. But we'll 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 get on to a few of them, whatever we mm-hmm. have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of rewatches going on this year. Yes, um, people going back to especially lockdown, either catching up for first time or rewatching old stuff. Mm-hmm. So you've seen a lot of different. Uh, older series is coming out now as as on lists and stuff of the best well, of twenty twenty, but yeah. they made like twenty years ago. <laughs> they had they had there's two or three reviews I've read, and a few of them, I don't know, smartly or not, have added in. Well, since we were all locked down and there wasn't anything new for like four months, yeah, that's a you know that that's a third of the year. We can't just say we didn't do anything but rewatch stuff. So we did rewatch stuff. Of course we did. We watched old series. We watched yeah. things we'd missed out on. Things we had no time to get onto. Like, I watched King of the Hill again, the whole, right. and I forgot okay. King of the Hill was 13 seasons. Oh, fuck. So I watched the entire thing again, me and Karen did, and then I just got addicted to Seinfeld and Curb and blah, 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 and the whole thing again, and then mm-hmm. I found myself forgetting about Larry Sanders. Yes. And I watched the documentary that Judd Apatow had done about um, Gary Shandling. And I just was like, right, I got to get back into Larry Sanders. Because like been you, years. Like you, it was on and off on ITV2 and ITV4, yeah. and I sort of jumped in and out of episodes, but everyone I watched, I loved, and I was like, I need to get all them together. And I think the dawn of, you know, Torrance, etc. I yeah. did watch them all, but it was like 2006, 2007. Yeah, a long it was, time for me to make so that time to you. We've pretty much just finished season six. Right, okay. And it holds up. Yeah. It totally holds Let's up. Let's get a look at that. Let me see. Because, uh, I mean, some of the cast on that at the time, obviously, were relatively unknown. But now, when you look mm-hmm. at it, Janine Garofalo and you've yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Tambor. And, you know, well, Jeffrey Tambor now, obviously, was arrested. And what do you call the one where he plays a... Uh, oh, the trans. The trans uh, woman, what's it called? Christine is her name, I think. Is it? No. Did you watch that? Uh no no I haven't seen it yet transient does it no is that what it's called I think it's something like that something like that um I never watched it because by the time it got around for me to watching it the whole thing was coming out about him being a sexual predator yeah and I went oh, fuck that's totally put me off that one but it doesn't put me off Larry Sanders because very simply he plays a complete moron and the rest of it as well the rest of the elephants I well, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah he's a complete moron so you don't really. Well, we have a clip here. Just transparent. So we, transparent. Um, we have a wee clip here of uh, Jeffrey himself as Hank mm. in the Larry Sanders Sanders show. Sanders. Um, Hank, lead, lead us in here. Hank is neurotic. He's, he's egotistical, but he also has self-esteem issues. So all that mixed together means he'll beg and plead for what he wants, and then when he gets it, he'll run about with his hands up in the air going, ha-ha, I'm the king. <laughs> and he's so stupid in every fucking single way that he's continually uh, put down by everyone as the sidekick. And in certain episodes when they're... It, basically, it's a talk show. So it's equivalent of the Letterman show or Jay Leno, uh-huh. but it's showing all the behind the scenes. So yeah. all the build-up to the day show, all the, all the celebrity guests are on the show as themselves, and then they play the character of you know, the actor they are or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in certain episodes, he even tells people to fuck off live on air and all, and then walks the stage. <laughs> then he has a meltdown and then they got to bring him back and he has to apologize, you know, but he's incredible. And it just seconds the shade in me watching it when he's yeah, in the position he's in there. It's called uh, Enter the Wu-Tang and it's their very newest CD. Bring the ruckus, shame on a nigga. I think it's shame the nigga. Shame on a nigga. Yeah, you're right. 
Clem into front. My God, they look like carjackers. I appreciate it. Yeah, is he happy? He's doing better, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing better. I know. Exactly. Exactly. He's doing better. All right. All right. Hank Kingsley. Hank, what up, Hank? All right, what's up, Hank? All right, ball player. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's going on? How are you? Hank Kingsley. Hey, bro. How are you doing, man? Hey. I'm sorry I didn't get that. Hey, all right. I'm into that. Well, I just want to tell you guys, I'm, uh, hey, man. How you doing? Yeah. I'm really thrilled for you guys to be here. I, I got to tell you, my absolute favorite song is uh, Shame on a Nigga. You know? <laughs> Fast song, you know. It's good song. Good song. Good song. Yeah. Good song. Yeah. Right. Hey, where's the dirty old bitch? <laughs> <laughs> dirty bastard, right? Dirty bastard. Oh, dirty bastard. Oh, dirty bastard. Get it straight, man. Get it straight. Where is she? You know, <laughs> you know, he just got out of jail. You know what I mean? He's just holding oh, down at home for a while, oh, you know? Oh, man. See, I know that. I know that dig, you know? I got I got parking tickets coming right out of my ass. You know? <laughs> Fuckers. Oh, cops, you know? Uh, <laughs> Fuckers. You know, yeah, you know. Hey, listen. Well, listen. I'm, you know, have a ball while you're here, okay? You know, it's real, okay? Hey. Yeah, yeah. What you dealing with, man? What's wrong with that, man? Say no stick up, baby. Stick up, stick up. Get out of here, man. So yeah, that's just Hank. Meet the weird Hank fan. Just the weird Hank fan. Where's dirty old bitch? Dirty old bitch. Uh, yeah, so uh, Larry Sanders show. If you get a chance, go and take a look back at that. Just All right, if you can find that it. was a wee, uh, a wee rewind there for uh, our best of the best review. But mm. I think everybody went into some form of nostalgic yeah. viewing <laughs> just because there was the fucking go. else to watch. Uh, I did the West Wing again. I watched the start of it, uh, or watched it through. And uh, Space Force came out on Netflix, which was a new series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised with that mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was going to be like with um, and it was a big thing with Steve Carell and stuff but um, yeah turned out pretty yeah. good actually pretty funny um, some really good writing <laughs> actually mm -hmm. so if you get a chance to look at that so there's two one from yesteryear one yesteryear from, one from the future <laughs> there's a good few uh, bits of TV scattered through the year but yeah one of the best was The Last Dance the ESPN documentary with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Yes, yes. Fuck me, like, like uh, I thought that the the doc, the three part was it three part or was it two part? The one they did on OJ was I thought it was. Uh, yeah. Like unreal. how the fuck the amount of effort that went into making that. Mm -hmm. But this is even more incredible. Yeah. Not just because of all the archival stuff and the behind the scenes, but but the way they pieced it together. It to make it the most dramatic yeah, story. I was say, it told an awful story, didn't it? Like it's, and it's, then it would come back, and you'd be right back just to like a week later, but you've watched an hour of a show of boys talking about the drama behind the scenes and what they were doing later. It's unreal. Class. Uh, it, yeah, it was, was a big hit this year, actually. Mm -hmm. um, well, it was so good that Netflix bought it to view, to stream. Yeah. Like within like two weeks of it coming out, they it were like, very this quick. has to be on. Yeah. And then we had uh, Tiger King. Tiger King came out in the middle of fucking. In the middle of, of that the sort of, of that was a that was a good sort of. That was the that was the fond farewell to humanity. Yeah, <laughs> things went fucking tits up after that. Uh, it was a very strange um, documentary. Yeah, I still don't understand the, the the purpose of it apart from showing this guy who was. Well, wasn't it? It was Louis Theroux that started this. Oh, was he, it? he 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 went and visited this the Tiger King guy years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. And somebody went in and went. Well, at least that makes sense as where it came out of. I had started. Yeah, but clearly there was more to the story. Must somebody be. found out. There must have been a news article or something about Tiger. Yeah. You know, it had to be. There were times where <laughs> there were times where I was genuinely laughing. Like there was genuine, even though it was very serious. A person loses like, their arm. Yeah, and I'm in bits. But the guy who's, who's being interviewed about. The, Working with the tigers, and every yeah. time he's interviewed, he's got no fingers and no fucking. Eyes. <laughs> and if it was, if it was a script thing, you'd be laughing your balls. Oh, of course, it's like a, it'll be like a mockumentary. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, I'm going to keep working. I've hardly any of my body left, but I'm going to keep going. But this wasn't even. This was real life. This, this guy real who just puts on his fake leg thing and goes back into yeah. 
working. It's like, fuck. and then it goes into the sort of, I suppose, the social end of things of the political things with he's married two men. Joe Exotic's married. Yeah, so he's married more than one person. He's well, that guy shows up early on with no teeth, <laughs> no teeth. and he's going. And then all of a sudden and you're like, did that say it's his husband? Yeah, and he's not even gay. He's not gay. <laughs> he just wants a fucking place to stay. I think that was, if we ever needed the final um, nail in the coffin of the mental America, yeah. that that was it. We um, always knew that. But to see it that, that clearly. Level, like, yeah. And then to see the other side, which is Carol Baskin, yeah, allegedly... The sane side, yeah. You're going ah, this is the, the whole world's fucked. That's <laughs> just so crazy. It's, but but she's like one of the breakout stars of the cameo celebrity. Yeah, she's uh, a player well a lot of things now. Yeah, and yeah. she's welcomed she's, uh, to uh, Jimmy Savile. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Mm-hmm. but she doesn't give a fuck. No, she just beats on. Yeah, which Somebody further highlights that she could possibly be a sociopath and would definitely have been a person who fed their husband to. Of course she did. You know what I mean? The whole thing is mad. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, it's not allegedly mad. It is mad. But, um, yeah, go and take a watch of that. It wouldn't be something I normally would have been into. Um, no. I watched that, and I watched that uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. That was a bit. Around about the same time, and yeah. it was like, oh, I don't know. Americans, are we even nutty? I think at this point, where it used to be a real specialist subject to get, you know, the kooky and the weird and a good story out of them. Mm-hmm. Now they're just jumping out of the woodwork and every streaming service has a documentary about, like that McMillions came out this year, yeah, about the, right. the heist of the McDonald's, you know, the money off the tickets. And mm-hmm. and it was really good, but it sort of tied itself up real fast and you knew they didn't need to have it eight episodes. It could have been three and it would yeah. have been as good. And the same happened. There was quite a few, all different ones. But Yeah, a new Borat came out, which mm-hmm. was a bit shit. Um, it wasn't amazing. No, uh, for something that uh, I was such a but fan. But again, there you go the again. One, the first one. The, the, Wonder Woman before it came out, it was said that people were being paid to write reviews, positive reviews. Right. So then when the embargo was lifted for journalists, film critics, etc. to talk about the film, they were mm-hmm. like, it's dog shit, it doesn't make any sense. See him abhor it. Yeah. Universally acclaimed. And then the minute it came out, I started seeing negative reviews. I went, who was reviewing it? Yeah. Who were they rel- allowing to review it only yeah, positively? It. I mean, you're you're getting paid to do it. You're not gonna you're not gonna uh, go against what you're told, you're right? Uh, yeah, pure pure another dung. I thought. Uh, dung. Con- considering how on the point and how smart the first one was, mm-hmm. it felt like this one was a case of here we have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Let's just go out and record a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, it was like really fired together. It really, uh, yeah. Didn't it didn't didn't do it for me at all. Nah, none of the stuff that it promised was a major breakout scene. Wasn't no. a major breakout scene. No. When you watched it, didn't mm. read as you were told it was read. Uh, yeah. Um, so nah, that was a bit nah. shit. The plot, but, the plot against the president, mm. was on is on Amazon Prime. That was uh, another documentary on the whole Spygate thing that's alleged. Uh, um, I see Alex Gibney's done another one too. Has he done one too? I, I don't know. I don't, on I what? On the same thing, on the whole lockdown and the presidency. And right, okay. I almost look at that. Uh, what else was there? there was uh, we've got, uh, have you seen The Good Lord Bird? No. You really should. Ethan Hawke. Okay. It's uh, about the abolitionist in the Civil War, pre-Civil War America. Oh, yes it is. And he's that. leading this gang of I people. Mean, uh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's incredible. Okay. It's really, really good. Um, Let's check out that. There's some fucking great character actors in it. But a few of my favorites of the year definitely were comedies. Mm-hmm. So did you watch Pen 15? Mm, the no. one about the, the schoolgirls? No. They're not schoolgirls. They're they're 30-year-old actresses who play 13-year-old teenagers in American oh. school in the 80s. Okay. Or the early 90s, sorry. Uh-huh. And the two girls that play them are the two writers of the show. Oh, okay. And it's funny as fuck. Right. Let's check out that. Pen I mean, 15? Pen 15. It's halfway through season two now and they've got Seven episodes, so the next seven are coming post Christmas. Okay. So get caught up now, and you'll mm-hmm. Mandalorian have to talk about it. Yeah, I have to, to talk I've, about Mandalorian. I can't, I can't get into it, man. Oh man, that's I'm season about, two. About three episodes the first season, and just like no, nah, nah, hold out. Aye? Oh Jesus, right? Okay. Oh Jesus, I'll have to go back. Oh, I'll do. There's two <laughs> or three episodes in that second season that are better than anything Star Wars has produced in forty years, okay. without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, that's is that Pedro. The Pascal? Yep. 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 
Who also was in Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. He, he needs to fucking wise up. Yeah, just took the money and ran that one. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But the, my favorite comedy of the year, by far, was What We Do in the Shadows. So you've got the TV show based on the mockumentary mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. maybe Taiki Waititi and Jeremy and Clemens. And it's just amazing. It's fucking so funny. But... It's one of them ones where you really do have to see it. Um, yeah. But there are, there's one scene in particular from the first season that we've just got the audio of. It's very short. But mm-hmm. if you've watched it, you'll know. If you haven't, hopefully you're intrigued enough to watch it. We drank the blood of some people, but the people were on drugs. And now I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> that is enough. <laughs> that will, yeah, that will definitely get you intrigued. So yeah, you need to be intrigued to watch it. But no, it's it's really, really well done, and it's all proper um, English character actors who are all very funny, and they're all doing accents, and it's just brilliant. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I got caught up on Barry. Another remember Barry? I remember Barry. <laughs> uh, from last year, I think it's two years ago. The first season, and then last year was the second uh-huh. season, but I hadn't got a chance to see it. So if you have, if you have, if you haven't seen that. Definitely well worth a watch. Um, Bill Hader and Alec Berg created it. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry Winkler was a fucking... I think he's won the Emmy both years for... Oh, did he? I think he won. So, oh, he deserved it. Like, yeah. um, absolutely. I know Hader did for that for the second season. He got he, he got best right. Hader was He was fantastic in it, but Winkler is fucking... I stand clearly. <laughs> so he is Mr. Cousineau. <laughs> the, uh, he's an actor, uh, teacher. Yep. Actor slash teacher, which I I loved the whole thing because it's 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 probably as as cliched as gets when it comes to a, a, a acting coach, but he he's an actor and he actually when he goes for auditions he's he, he's auditioning for man number two, but, the back, <laughs> <laughs> but yet when he's in his theater he, he is, is God he is the but the, he can't get a fucking extra bit basically in a, in a movie. yeah um it's a couple of I mean some standout things um, <laughs> the, uh, the gist of it is Barry the titled person is a hitman and uh he wants to become an actor he's just stumbled into this acting class mm-hmm. and then started to sort of get the vibe of it and likes it but um, he is a hitman but Winkler is I mean up there with arrested development when it comes mm-hmm. to his comedic performance <laughs> like, but he's so top class and. hey I don't know I once auditioned for the guy that robbed the house on Full House and I carried a loaded Beretta with me into the audition just to feel the weight of it wow. did you get the part? Oh, they freaked out <laughs> <laughs> what was the one weird. there's another one uh, what was the one he said about Patrick Swayze? oh yeah <laughs> his buddies are Pat- he's reading his your man's reading his memoirs yeah and then I was I was friends with Patrick Swayze until oh I can't remember what happened but until he put it into his will that I couldn't I shouldn't be allowed to the funeral <laughs> <laughs> not that he yeah not that he just didn't like him and didn't ask him to attend he put it into his will that he's not allowed to come to the funeral <laughs> uh, last year we had I think the tail end of the year we had the uh, Knives Out we uh-huh. talked about that was a great one so it was only I think it came out like Boxing Day last year but it Everybody I've put it on to this year has really uh, enjoyed it. It's been, uh, which it is, it's class. Uh, you know what I've seen as well? The Gentleman. Did you watch it? I did. The Guy Ritchie one? Uh-huh. I quite liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I really what about it. Hugh Grant? Mm-hmm. Not being Hugh Grant uh, for the first sec- time in his life. Total psycho, look. And a fucking great sleazy bastard. Mm-hmm. Absolute fucking, uh, I was blown away by him, I have uh, to say. No, he's really, he, he's sort of turned that, for the last few years, he's been in a few TV shows that he's played some salacious characters. But he, he's a uh, he's he's, he's basically really a, a, like a Cockney paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a scumbag. Which, which again is is a great uh, take on considering his past with yes the Levinson Inquiry mm-hmm. and coming against the paparazzi. But yeah, so it's Guy Ritchie, so Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, and Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was quite I thought no, it was I thought it was Ritchie was getting a wee bit back to form. Um, well, after Sherlock Holmes, I thought he was, but that rock and roll is a big pile of shit. Load of dung, aye. and there's another one in between. Aye, there's another fucking weird one. That was really bad. Um, but yeah, the gentleman worth the worth aye, the watch. Uh, right back to music. Okay, look. Um, I mean, we're talking RTJ. Yeah. 
this is one that me and you both listen to separately and not new. And then one day I get into your car and you're listening. And I was like, what did you He was like, fuck yeah. Oh, just, that's absolutely just. Mastered economics because you took yourself from squalor. Mastered academics because your grace said you were scholar. Mastered Instagram because you can instigate a follow. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. As if it doesn't sound good enough as it is, you then have Pharrell. Yeah, in the middle of the hope. And then. You've got the Del Rojo, Zaggy boy. Mm-hmm. Here we comes. Let us sink in. 2020 on the map. Raw one cut in my hourglass. Don't watch it spill to the bottom half. You see the piece now running fast on the tarmac. Get a starter jack. C4 when I run it back like a track star on a fucking lap. Nah, like when it's still cash. Please look toward pugilists. A shooter's view is a pruda flick. Too rude for you rudiments. Who convinced you? You can move against the crew in this. Coming up through the fence. Air horns are going, but Zach, yeah, Zach de la Roja, uh, yes, he's toe to toe. Like, he's kind of, I think he's appeared on the last three. Albums, uh, right? he's been on, he was definitely on two and three and four. I'm not sure if he was in their first one, but I know a lot of diehard fans are calling for him to be the third member, which yeah. would be fucking amazing. Well, it would be epic. I think he's turned <laughs> up like every time they play it now, or every time they play any of the songs that he's a primary, mm-hmm. people all think he's going to turn up, mm-hmm. especially if it's in California or somewhere yeah. near his home. And pretty much he does. He does There's yeah. like 90 videos of him turning <laughs> up in different places. And He's, yeah, that's just glad. Well, that just shows you the level of uh, uh, respect RTJ has when he will appear with them on mm-hmm. tracks. He doesn't appear with too many, if no, at all. No, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, this is number four, isn't it? Number four. Yeah, so RTJ4. Uh, the two boys are just... Unreal. They're so... Um, such a great dynamic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, while... In sync together, if that makes any sense. Is yeah, it, well, it, it, Killer Mike was already like fucking considered one of the best MCs in America yeah. long before Run the Jews came together. But and what do you call our Big L? Is it LP? Here? LP. Well, um, he's, he does all the writing, the producing, and yeah, also he MCs in the songs. Like so, I mean, that's they're on my list of people to see live. I definitely want. To oh, see absolutely! Uh-huh. Every time, see, yeah. I think the first time I saw it was one of the Glastonburys, and they were playing the tent. Mm. And it wasn't even fucking dark yet. Like, it was light outside. <laughs> and they start off and the whole place goes boogaloo. Like. Oh, that's the one you want to be at, yeah. Uh, right, so, I mean, we've we've sort of covered the TV and, and movies and stuff. We need to uh, take a look now at go back to some more music again with this. Uh. Because I, 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 I had to ease people in. Because last year there was a few complaints um, yeah. from, well, mainly from Ronan, that uh, yeah. we didn't get the cover all of everything that encompasses you i you know so we said well this year we'll, we'll make sure that you get to have a, okay. a bit of space so that was the intro music was one of your one of your tunes that was a song by an artist called square pusher uh-huh um be up the hollow was the album that came out and it was a, it's a bit nutty but yeah. um I well t- i actually have uh, i mean i had a I'm trying to ease people in now because it's okay. okay. <laughs> when you enter, I understand. I understand. His head, you gotta you gotta get, get harder. So we'll be with RTJ. The other album came out this year for me was Idols, mm. uh, new album. Um, we have a clip here from Mr. Motivator, and if this doesn't motivate you, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, just in case you didn't know, you are Joe Cal fucking Zaggy. <laughs> that just wasn't him you saying <laughs> your joke, Al fucking Zaggy. Uh, again, the boys come out with a, a cracker. What's Great that album, album called? Uh, I think the album's called War, I think. Um, I'm going to check for you now because I want to make sure. Uh, no, Ultra War is the first unit. Ultra Mono. 
Ultramono. Yeah, Idols. Uh, follow up to their f- debut two years ago, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, very. Uh, I, I I assumed you would have been in them. Obviously, I no. Thought, thought it was. I mean, it's it's hard. Like the amount of things I've that completely passed me by, but I always I'm glad I hear them. Yeah, at some point. Some points. I'm saying huh? it'll come along. Yeah, but I prefer to find. If I'm not in it from the start, I prefer to find them like three in or something. Yeah, then you go back and and then I can sort of go back and you know go through all the history and what's been going on and the controversial things they said in NME and all this stuff. And you go, (laughs) I knew all about that. Uh, I mean, if you go and watch their show last year in Glastonbury and the crowd that came to see them, and again it was daylight, but it was outdoor, but uh, the crowd was amazing. And even like the lead singer, they've been going twelve years. Oh, really? And the lead singer was like, you know, this has been quite a fucking journey. And so that was he, their first the first time at Glastonbury, like and right, the right, crowd right. was so massive. And then he just went through everyone, and he goes, "He's been on a fucking journey." And he went through every single band member the whole way. He was quite emotional. And then his wife came out, and I was like, "Fuck, sake, I'm going to break down here." I must watch this. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking blind set, but yeah. Um, so yeah, a bit of idols, uh, Mr. Motivator there. Uh, so get a chance to listen to it, go to it. Now uh, coming up now is uh, Mr. Mullins' choice, mm-hmm. which is a. A lovely little ditty. A precious little ditty. From a band called... The Black Dahlia Murder. This is... um, This is their ninth album. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to them not because of the music. Right. But because someone put me on to their uh, DVDs, home videos, and they were like, you gotta watch these boys, they're funny as fuck. And they are literally the most comedic band I've ever... Right. Watched any sort of I, I like watching the behind the scenes documentaries mm-hmm, with bands mm-hmm. and tours and stuff anyway. And usually when they're funny, like uh, the band Pantera was notorious that they're a really really heavy band and really strong and people love them. But they released these home videos that were just them fucking about and drinking backstage <laughs> and it was funny. <laughs> nice. And uh, these boys are exactly the same. Uh-huh. And but they're a wee bit more uh, sort of they're from Michigan. Right. And they've went through a lot of sort of changes to the band, but the, the two core guys are still there. But every time they bring in a new member to the band, they just get heavier. Right. Now, if you're not used to this, please turn everything down because it's it's it gets quite uh, ram, but rambunctious. <laughs> rambunctious. <laughs> so this is the Black Dahlia Murder. The album's called Verminous, and this is the this is the first song also called Verminous. Verminous. Never starts well when you hear never that. Never starts man. well. Or it's never going to be good, man. Or will it be? <laughs> You know, um, when people come up to you and go, just started shouting and stuff about death and all and heavy stuff. This is exactly that. It's exactly that. What? what this yeah. isn't even the heaviest shit I listen to, but I just love that song and that whole album. Just is constant. What I don't get about it, right, is because mm. first thing I listened to when it, when it came on, I was like, how many fucking drums? How many drummers is there? Yep. How many is there? One guy. That's one guy. One guy. And he's like this. Does he have 4,000 fucking drums? N- no. <laughs> no. No. But he, he, he's like this. He's called Alan Cassidy. Right. And he's like this real skinny, wee, just frail, dopey guy. Like, <laughs> And he's like a fucking monster when he starts playing. The other thing I have about it is that type of singing. Mm. No, I shouldn't say singing. 
that type of voice Vo- vocals vocals that type of noise i i would hear that in all of them bands mm-hmm. as the same okay do you know what i mean it, it, no, like, no no i, what I, you mean. I, I couldn't distinguish if that was from i don't know fucking slipknot or you know i, I don't yeah. know that the because when it's that sort of what would you call that uh guttural vocals guttural vocals like that it's very hard to distinguish slash screaming Yes, I was going to say yep. screaming, but I don't want to say screaming. I don't want to, to, to be disrespectful. Um, but it is, honestly, it's hard to tell a difference between, uh, like, I, I can't distinguish between different voices when they all mm. scream well, like that. I can, but right. when you listen to enough, you can't, but that's the same as pretty much anything. There's guitar players that can go, no. Nah. There's guitar players you can tell if you're playing a pedal through the exact same amp, but they know the guitar is different. And you're like, how do you know that? Yeah, like it just, I can tell this, that's a Les Paul. I know it's a Les Paul. It's not a Fender, and you're like, "What? How the fuck do you know that?" Yeah, I, that that's what blows me away with us because the, the the voice always they all sound the same in all those songs. They're like that 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 high pitched scream. Yeah, which isn't I'm not doesn't it because it no, no, fucking no, 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 no. must be really hard to do. It's uh, uh, and the, to maintain, especially how do they do it live? The vocal exercises these boys have to go through in order to keep their throats from just falling out their arses. Yeah, uh, and and you see it in a lot of these sort of documentaries I watch. The boys like warming up beforehand, and you're, they're not warming up. They go, they're literally roaring. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing back in the day Axl Rose. Uh, and obviously he's not nowhere near that level of screaming, but the vocal exercises he did before he went on stage was fucking unbelievable. Has to be. But that there must be your throat be ripped out of you. Well, it shows them in the studio. Usually, my my major gripe with most modern sort of metal or any sort of heavy act is when you see them doing it without vocal effects, it yeah. doesn't sound the same. Or when you see them right. doing it raw, just there acoustically into a recording mic, it never sounds the way it does in the album. Well, this boy does. And, uh, I mean, that's... Uh, I guess he's called Trevor. His fucking name's Trevor. <laughs> of course he is. He's called well, Trevor. Trevor. Some voice name. Uh, oh, he does. He does. Um, well, actually, the the start of that, um, there's a lot of... A lot of things happening at the start of yes. that song. The drums got me right away, but, I mean, how many guitarists is there? Uh, two. Two. Uh, and a bass, obviously. And a bass player. Uh, and that's it. That's the band. That's the whole... Right, and does uh, what do you call Trevor? Does he do all the vocals? All the vocals. Does he are... actually sing anywhere? Like any? No, 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 no. They don't do that That's at all. Death metal man, no fucking way. Not. You're out of the club if you do that. Is that right? You're, You're right. <laughs> no way, man. The members of Cannibal Corpse will land at your door and kick you out of the club. Not allowed in anymore. Your Ace of Spades cards are stamped denied. You're right. <laughs> Here, Trev. You're right. <laughs> Uh, How can you drop that in there, like? <laughs> no, just no. Like you're never going to be able to just to throw <laughs> in an owl. Because I love I you. Say, <laughs> somewhere down the line to do a wee Axl Rose and just break into a wee right. ballad. <laughs> Living that day, man. <laughs> I was thinking of patience. I thought I was going to give him oh, no. a, 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 a bit of praise for a change. Uh, actually, the start of that reminded me of this. And because it's, um, because it's the time of year it is, I thought, well... We'll, we'll we'll play it. Um, <gasps> the start of that there actually reminds me of, of uh, this tune. When I first heard it, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, but it actually works out pretty well. I think. All right. Is that a Christmas song? Oh, I'm alone. No way, is it the home move? It's the home That's incredible. How would you not have that on your Christmas playlist? I genuinely Every don't. Every year somebody goes, what the fuck is that? I'm just home alone. Aye, but this is my problem, you see. Right here. Right here. That's actually really good. Class, isn't it? That's so, good. So uh, that's August Burns Red. That's the Home Alone so, theme tune. Karen does the Christmas playlist on mm-hmm. our Spotify. We right. have the joint Spotify, and I subscribe to her Christmas playlist. Oh. Ho. So now I have to get into her phone, add that in, <laughs> and then when she's doing a wee drive to work, and this thing just busts out of nowhere. 
What the fuck is that? And I'm like, ah, it's just Home Alone. Do you love it? <laughs> I put on, was it, I can't remember who, Weezer or some of them bands or something, but they do a heavy version of All I Want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My children were scared. Uh, uh, <laughs> you couldn't do that to people. You don't mess with Christmas. People just can't mess with Mariah. <laughs> well, uh, that I think brings us to the end of our light but heavy review of yeah. uh, 2020. I, much, um, I, I, I very much enjoyed this one. I don't know. <laughs> You're feeling very verminous about verminous? it. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, on on that note, on which I don't know if that was a note. <laughs> no, Malone. Alone. No. no. Uh, there definitely was no notes in, in uh, the Black Dahlia murder. No. I thought that was called the Black Dahlia murder. The Black Dahlia murder. Fucking mighty. Um, so, yeah. So, so when we, you look, basically, if you look up the Black Dahlia, the murder that actually happened, uh-huh. they come up first. <laughs> Before the woman who was called Black Dolly, who was dead. Well, we might, um, I think our next, um, or in 2021, we may be covering something that has we linked to Black Dolly. Mm. Oh, mm. fucking sneaky alert there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much. Thanks to everybody who's been listening through um, from from the beginning. We're a year mm-hmm. and a half into this now. Yeah. I actually put up an Instagram thing thanking all our guests. I forgot how many we had this year. Yeah. Which would have been more. Only we were in more we were in ISO. Yeah. Um so we, we, we plan for the same again in twenty twenty one and yep. uh hopefully uh, we will be able to have multiple guests, maybe more than one. I know that'll without, be incredible without being arrested. Uh so hopefully by um I don't know, I was gonna say I'm gonna give it a date. I no, know. I'm not giving it a don't, date. Don't even bother. Hopefully by twenty twenty five we will be back to normal. We can finally get your man from up the road who's been dying to get on on. Yeah. That's Front row Fergal. That's it. You know, right, Lane? He's been waiting. He's been dying. Like. He's been waiting. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody who's been listening and for all the support. Uh, spread the word. Leave us a wee review. Apple seems to be the easiest one to... And we're getting lots of mighty uh, writings and yep. comments, and it's been really good. It's been lovely. Even though we've took a wee break over the last few weeks, it's still... Steady. Yeah, that's a good thing about our podcast is you can come in anytime you want. And drop in, drop out. Drop in, drop out. Uh, take a look at some of our... Um, some people have told me that they've done that. Actually, some people are preferring and they're really enjoying the fact that they can go back and rewatch something. It mm-hmm. sort of gives them the uh, the the spur on to go and do that. So go, yeah, take take the impetus from us and the inspiration and go and just rewatch. Ins- We're just here to inspire everybody. That's it. I mean, that's I mean, that's all we are is just inspirational people. Listen, I'm, like I'm not, I'm not. We're not as we're not as high up as a like an influencer. No, but we are inspirer. We're inspirers. <laughs> Inspirers. <laughs> Boy, I shake too. Happy New Year. <laughs>